All right. Um, hello, everyone. Hi, Stephanie and Sarah Bang. Hello. How are, you, how are you guys doing? How are you all doing? Sorry. I can't speak for Interabang. I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good today. Yeah. Did a lot of things accomplished a bit, so it feels like it's been a productive day. Were the things that you had been like you had like a formal to do list or you just kinda of have to get them done? Yeah. It's mostly setting up this podcast. Um at least yes. the social media platforms. Um which no. have been on our to do list for a while, but finally yeah. started that motion. We'll, yeah, we'll, so we'll talk about that in a little bit in Terrabang to kind of include you in on that. But we've been trying to set things up and, you know, with our dated selves of <laughs> trying to be uh, savvy with everything. Trying to get with the interwebs. Yes, <laughs> interwebs with a Z at the end. Yes. At least yes. in my mind. Uh, but no, no, it's, yeah, no, that's good to hear. I'm, I'm, you know, I know for me, I always kind of feel good, even if it's small little things I like to be able to check off. And I'm someone who's kind of a kinesthetic learner. So I like to, you know, physically write out lists and scratch things off as I complete them. And, and sometimes I like too, but mm -hmm. I think I'm more of a visual, like instead of the, the action of checking it off, just seeing things being checked off gives me that fulfillment. So that's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I'm not sure how you are in Terrabang, but I just, you know, something I, for me, I just want to take a moment for myself, and, you know, Stephanie, if you want to think about it for yourself, and or share if you'd like to, um, but kind of like maybe just this past week, or maybe if you want to expand it to two weeks or the past couple of days, just kind of a recent, the most recent time period for you, and think about something that you kind of felt good about yourself for and it could be ranging from so many things of like I, I was able to like finally get around to cooking this dish or I just felt that I showed up each day even if I didn't really do much you know I still I, I was present I showed up I checked in I clocked in for each day and yeah I didn't just avoid it or maybe letting yourself to not show up and just kind of be, you know, taking a little bit of a break mentally or physically or spiritually. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. I gotta say the past few weeks, the latter has been the case for me. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've just been thinking too much about, or not too much, but just more about the future than the present. Um, like you said, living each day, even though I hear a lot of people saying, live in the moment. Uh, rather than, you know, worry about the distant future or whatnot. Um, and yeah, I need to focus more on living in the present, I guess, because there's too many unknown variables for the future to mm. kind of predict every single thread of the path and branch, you know, so then it's just too much to, to figure out what you need to worry about. So yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. And I think it just to me it just feels like like I get a sensation like my frontal lobe, right? Like your planning center where you're just like obsessing about little details. And yeah. something all those little neurons are firing, but Yeah, and it's just all like they know the, where to go. Yeah, it's just yeah. all concentrated in the frontier and you know, at the front of your brain. Um and it's just I feel like sometimes it's just so it's like the activity level is just so high and it's like 
too much. It's like almost like reaching like burning out or something. And like something that I always think about the people say, um, is, you know, I just didn't feel like adulting today. <laughs> and how, yeah, you know, like, do you hear that? A, yes. But what I does feel that like mean? Terbang, have you come across, I mean, is this only in our spheres that we're, it's only in the past like couple, maybe it's just becoming like more trendy to say, but I tend to hear it, for me at least, when people are like, I just couldn't get out of bed today, I just couldn't adult today. And I'm thinking, well, that doesn't make sense because as a child, you also feel like that. Well, and you would do quite a bit of things as a child, you would get out of bed, you would dress yourself, you would shower, you brush your own teeth, you know, you got food somehow, whether it was snacks in the pantry or, you know. Is it procrastinating? Is that the other term? You know, it's not mm-hmm. necessarily like tied to adults, but it's just like you're not doing things that, like you said, would take off your checklist on a significant, you know, level. Avoiding. <sighs> yeah, Perhaps. avoidant. I like, I like, I think uh, his name is David Allen. I mean, there's not to like, I'm sorry, I'm telling if you're a fan of his, but my honest opinion who, who is, is that. Who is he? He's one of those life, life, life coach people. Okay. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just kind of have came across his work. Um, I have a book I'm looking at right now of his called Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Predict- Productivity. I honestly think that, you know, life coach, productivity expert people, I think they're quite similar. And um, it just, maybe you just connect to, you know, I can't, you can't read all those books. You kind of just pick a person who you just resonate with and you maybe like how they speak. Sometimes you don't even... These kind of people don't even serve you in any way. Um, but one thing that stuck with me in like the beginning of undergrad and university was like that I experienced. So I liked what he said. It was like a quote he put of like that time in your life when you start, when you notice that these, there's these things like buzzing in your head that you really want to get done. They're kind of nagging at you. Just stop what you're doing, given that it's not operating machinery. <laughs> um, stop and just safely. Safely, yeah. And then just do those things right then and there because they're clearly the most important to you. And yeah. that my dad and, my dad likes to say better to do today than tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's kind of our that I was just kind of thinking about when we're kind of starting this next episode and but yeah, like Stephanie said, you know, um you know, she, she, I got to give her credit. She's been a great partner, team member. Uh and really Thank helped in really uh taking care of some things for this podcast. So we do have some announcements we'd like to share. Oh, yes. Um, so we are on quite a few social platforms, or we're getting onto quite a few platforms. Um, I think we need to be verified on some, um, and we'll include the whole list on our Podbean website that we're um, starting to launch. Uh, we're not but, sure in Terabang where you're listening from, so this might be yes. like redundant for you, but we just kind of want to like, this is like, organically happening right now. Like at this episode, we are still creating this production so episode four episode four (laughs) (laughs) um not not avoiding we're just actually learning at this slow of rate so we're not avoiding anything baby steps baby steps we've never really done much in the way of social media social presence or promoting yeah on the interwebs in any fashion so by the time of this recording we're kind of focusing on yeah like stephanie said things being centered around our website and the url for that is what again stephanie just um, so the original URL is 
hang on. <laughs> what about cast.podbean.com? So, so Podbean's our host. So Thank what, you, Podbean. What about cast? No space, no underscores or characters. And then dot podbean.com. Correct. How? Yeah. I mean, if they've made it to episode four already, they probably you guys are pretty found great. something. Yeah, Terry Bing has already been. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, we are also hopefully going to be on Google Play or Google Podcast soon. I think they've kind of merged into one. Mm-hmm. Um, we are on Twitter at uh, whatabout underscore cast. Mm-hmm. Um, we are on Spotify. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. Um, mm-hmm. As what about podcasts? We are on Apple, um, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Castro, and Castbox. They all kind of come in the same Bundle. pushing feed. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's Pandora. We're on Pandora Amp. I believe that's the, the podcast platform for Pandora. There's Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Deezer, Podchaser, and Listen Notes. So far, we may go on more. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but as of now, yeah, we're kind of focusing on trying to post this information. Um, if you found us through those other, um, the, the ones that Stephanie was at the end, that's, that's great and terrifying. Uh, yeah. cause we, we just learned about them to be honest recently. Um, like today, yeah, so today. <laughs> but we are trying to focus on trying to keep things more centralized around that website and, uh, and also you can always on, find on updates from us. Yeah. On Twitter or on our Podbean site. If, that let us yeah. lets us do text posts. Yeah. Learning. We're just it's constantly so much. There's evolving. so much to learn. But I'm really glad that we're learning this because I'm having you know, a lot of fun. It, it's it, like new and you know what they say about like tried when's the last time you tried something new and that's kind of like a good motivator to keep on living, right? Yeah. No, I just... mean, that, sound, that sounds kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> but you know like you know uh just that joie de vivre you know just be like huh I did something that you know I never thought I would do or you know like that's been on my list or you know something I never expected I don't know yes that's a it's a motto of mine I like to live by is you know give give tomorrow a chance to surprise you give tomorrow an opportunity to really hopefully in a good way not like but for me sometimes way. there's there's beauty in in sadness or sometimes not so happy things it's because it's just like you know i know that's that's a little bit like might seem blinded to <laughs> to struggles you're but trying to, you're trying to always see the positive in things which i really admire yeah, yeah there's a rich it's i appreciate the richness in life moments and experiences and yes at the time they might seem awful or something but it's like yeah, it's very rich, at least in my opinion. So I, I like to try to give tomorrow an opportunity to knock my socks off. But hopefully not too far away so I can still find them. <laughs> or, just, or just have a lot of socks. Have a lot of socks. You know, like Dobby, just collect all the socks. <laughs> Harry Potter reference, right? Yes, yes, Thank indeed. You. Of course. Sorry, and Terry Bang, I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan. I, uh, I, uh, I read the first two books when they came out when I was young and I think I watched three and a half movies which ones I'm scandalized definitely definitely the the first two in theaters I believe oh wow okay and then I I I just say a cumulative time of a third movie because I think I watched snippets of like the third maybe the fifth 
could have been the six. I think there's seven total or eight total. There are eight total. Yeah. Seven books, eight movies. <laughs> That's right. They, uh, they split at the end. Um, but yeah, so um, that's just a little bit about me. Uh, but I think they're good, good children's books. But uh, one thing that but was I, more than just for children. But sorry, okay, I yeah, on. I realize I just, <laughs> I, I just can we just start this over again? I don't know how many enemies I made by just calling them children books, because I think children books are really great and have a lot. Just because they're for children doesn't necessarily mean that they're books. like they're books. Just call them books, stories stories yeah yes okay i'm sorry if i offended sorry stephanie it's okay there's there's room tomorrow there's room tomorrow i'm learning i'm learning how to what language to use around things like harry potter uh but speaking around speaking about learning and language hey hey. there uh i don't know there's an interesting article i stumbled upon recently um and uh i don't know i thought it was kind of interesting let me believe, I'm just trying to remember here. Yeah, it was in the journal called Cell Systems. Um, okay. It was a research study done by researchers at the University of California, San Diego School of Medicine. Uh, and they just kind of focused on the rate of, age, rate of aging in dogs, specific, specifically uh, Labradors, I believe, Labrador retrievers. And so the main headline, because it was, you know, it, there's a journal article and how they get posted and kind of transcribed um, into more popular media news sources um, was how this research group kind of discovered that um, you know how in Terabang, I don't know if you know but Stephanie if you know either uh, how humans we age dogs we use the term dog years um, which for the most part is like um one dog year equals seven human years. Other way around. Other way around, buddy. Hold on. One human year. One he- seven yeah, dog yes. years. Yes. Yes. You're right. Thank you. Um, and how? I mean, I grew up having dogs, I guess pets, and so I was kind of familiar with that like terminology, and like my friends who had dogs, so we'd be like, "How old is your dog?" And like you would put it in like dog years. So, oh, so you automatically put it in dog years. You wouldn't say it's like you know, oh, two, two years, but also, I guess that's 14 years, or maybe coming up to 14 years. It would maybe be that like as well. It would be, but some what? people just go straight to that's dog so years. so confusing. Do you, do you have to say dog years? Or you, do say you say dog years. years. You don't say years. Okay. You have to say dog years and then human years. Okay. Um, but yeah, and that just was something I just got used to, but um, this article kind of helped me revisit that whole idea of that, because this article was just, it looked at... Um, it was yeah, so it looked at kind of the epigenetics, which is kind of like the like the development um, epigenetic changes to the dog's DNA. So like modifications uh, to the DNA that don't change the DNA sequence, but they can just switch genes on or off. So that's kind of what epigenetics is about. There's a whole field that's really interesting um, to kind of like look at, and it's becoming more known and more studied right now as we're having a better understanding of genes. Um, but the team specifically looked at what was called um, these particular molecules in the DNA sequence um, called methyl groups that kind of um, are these groups that kind of accumulate in the genome over time and um, of both humans and dogs and they kind of play with determining what genes in the sequence are turned on and off and relate a lot to aging. And so 
this team, again, they only looked at, I think it was some reading here, 100 Labrador retrievers um, from all ages, from puppies to elderly dogs, and um, kind of looked at this methyl group genome process and kind of determined that there's actually like a, like a formula, that it's not like linear with like the seven years, so that like a one-year-old dog would actually have a human age of 30, and then by the age of four, they'd be 54 in human, human years. So the, the, the whole formula they came up with was that human age equals six multiplied by the natural log of the dog age plus 31 is the full form algorithm they came up with. But it just interests me overall, like, okay, that could be true. Um, but like, I was trying to think of, do we do that? I'm going to take this word slowly. Do we um, anthropor, an, what's the word? Anthropomorphous? Uh, anthropomorphize? No. Yes, I think that's the word. Um, any other thing? Uh, anthropomorphize. Other than the, yeah. it's, it ends with an I. Yes, yes. Anthropomorphize. Um, any other thing other than like dogs? I don't remember hearing about cats or other animals. And I know dogs are Because very... we, we, we date like trees by normal human years. Yeah. And I like, say normal human years, but it's like. We don't yeah. like, like astronomical terms. Like we say light years. Um, but those are astronomical light years is just a distance it's not even technically a time that's measurement. Sure. but I'm just like um, but yeah you bring up a good point because I'm trying to think of like pets like gerbils or fish or you know even turtles that perhaps live longer than than exactly the aforementioned pets but no like I hardly hear I've heard occasionally cat years but definitely dog ears by definitely far dog ears. the most common uh conversion i suppose yeah because i was initially i thought was like oh the more domesticated a thing is then the more likely we'll do that but like i i couldn't think but, of anything but else like like how about a zoo like have you heard a zoologist 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 <laughs> <laughs> talk about like wolves like what how long they live in dog years because you know they're pretty i mean dogs and wolves wolves are not dogs right? yeah they're, they're just related yeah yeah, they're the same tree evolutionary, mm -hmm. but I don't even know if they're the same family, maybe. But uh, point aside, we don't convert that either. Yeah. The, the wolf, wolf, whatever year, virgin. Yeah. So I was just, I don't know if you're familiar with this, Terabang, with the history of this, or if you find that you do that with, with anything. Because um, it's just like this way of, to me, it's like kind of, I don't know, like humans asserting kind of dominance. Um, or something, you know, I don't know. Or maybe they're trying to relate more to dogs. Or trying to you relate know, man's best friend. There you, you go. Know? Yeah, but I just, I couldn't think of anything else that we, you know, put, like, the word human on, like, so clearly to, to apply to other species. In terms of, like, a unit of measurement of some variety well hey yeah. well i i have another one um horses you know like mm -hmm. when people are buying and selling horses usually for well i guess you could do a farm or you know like uh or uh horse racing you know mm -hmm. you'd say how many hands horses by like you know that's a measurement mm -hmm. of height that's right? a good point yes uh, but then i'm sure there must be like a standard quantity for what a hand consists of because you know i've seen people with small hands i've seen people with big hands it's like the original <laughs> term for feet right exactly yeah, it, was, it, was a, it was a british king i forgot his name 
um, but the yes, yes, there's that cool museum in Paris that has the original. It's like a measurement museum in Paris that has like the original foot. Um, yes, I I saw an excellent um, video by this YouTuber called Tom Scott in Terrebang. If you haven't heard of Tom Scott, he I love him. He's an amazing YouTuber. Uh, always comes up with very interesting like sciencey curiosities of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this video that he came out with, it was saying like the it was talking about like feet and how I believe the the English system, which feet and inches kind of originates from, is actually a conversion of the metric system. And um, I think they use like the standard that you said was like in Paris or in Switzerland or something. So right? the museum is is called the Metiers Art Museum in Paris. M E T I E R S. It's also where the Foucault pendulum is and a bunch of other really cool things. So it's like where all the original mm-hmm. you know measurement units are supposed to be stored, and you know that's the gold, literal gold standard, if you will. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> they don't, I don't think they change very much over time. You know. Uh, but then apparently, like, there's some fire that burned down the original place, so they had to replace them. And um, then they had the bright idea of instead of having to, like, bring all the factories and, you know, whatever gauges that said they were afoot to compare them to, like, the French unit or mm-hmm. French version of what, you know, that is, um, they would have various plaques or places, you know, that would be made based off of this French one. And then everyone else can, you know, and they'd be distributed to, you know, like some landmarks or stuff where the, pub, the general public could come and you know, hmm. measure to see if their rulers were indeed the same length as that placard. Um, so, you know, you still get a little bit of error, but uh, it's just another interesting way of yeah. measuring, comparing your measurements accuracy. It's interesting. Least. Yeah. Yeah. So... And another thing that came to mind too was you talked about sister talking about the horses like is anatomy. I mean, so we do differentiate about that because we don't say dogs have hands, right? They have. Well, they don't have thumbs, really. So. Yeah, we say limbs. We don't say legs and arms. We say limbs. Really, I I feel like when I see a dog, we say legs. I'm sorry. We say front. We don't say arms. We don't say arms. We say front legs, back legs. We say true limbs so we and with other species as well but uh but yeah no i we will uh, try to link i'll try to link that article um at least on our twitter and on our website as well with this episode if terry bang or stephanie or you guys would like to read a little bit more about it maybe um come up with some other thoughts what abouts Oh, concerning hey. it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of what I was thinking about this week. What about for you this week, Stephanie? Anything? Uh, <laughs> rather on the spot here. Um, I don't well, know. anything special? Any? Uh, I I'm, I know the answer already. Any? Oh yes, big... yes. <laughs> I see what you're trying to get at. <laughs> We talked about this earlier in terms. This has been we've been chatting sorry. about the, we've been chatting about this about the week because Stephanie has been promoting yeah, so, this yeah this event. Um, yes, yeah, so at the time of recording, it's been about a week since uh, One Direction officially formed, I suppose, um, through X Factor's television release. Ten years. Um, ten years. Ten ten years. Yes. Can you believe that? It doesn't feel like that long. 
it doesn't but, but we t i think stephanie both realize you know in the past 10 years we've been very kind of busy a lot of changing a lot of developing and growing up with school and whatnot so it did kind of go by quickly at least for us and terabang i have to i guess explain to you because you know michelle said i am a fan and usually i don't get too deep but, but this mm -hmm. is the one band i was like hey let's try and experiment we'll see if i can get into this pop band because usually i'm i'm used to like classical music instrumentals mm -hmm. um you know not nothing too crazy and then i was like you know what i'll just give him this once to see if it's worth it were you not a really fan like much. right when they started or was I, th I thought it was a little bit later a friend showed me the what makes you beautiful music video yeah but and were you a fan at that moment or did it take a while i think i was like oh it's just another one it's just gonna be like another justin bieber i'm not really into it but maybe one of one or two of the people look kind of like interesting like maybe there's more to know but then like celebritydom is it worth knowing too much about them so it kind of made me think about like celebritydom and like the people behind the celebrities and you know like how you know they're just people <laughs> they they do the normal things but um mm -hmm. you know over the past 10 years they've had quite the journey you know from being you know your ordinary boy in the village next door i suppose uh, over in england and then and they were know, genuinely i mean were, were any of the members at all famous or were they really like discover I think, moments i think so liam payne was in the previous years x factor uh -huh. so people sort of knew what he could do but i think so he, like, told or something? he could improve yeah he was oh, he okay. was told he should improve a little bit more and then the boys weren't good enough to be individual acts. So then um, one of the judges, Simon Cowell, someone from the judge panel, put them mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And then they became a thing for like five years. And then they went on indefinite hiatus, which is a bit of a sore point to the Yeah, so yeah, we say, fans. so you say 10 years, but really the only, the first half of the 10 years is when the band it's was. It's really only been five years, and then. I and then the past the five years, they've been on two hiatus. Two three years after that, yeah, they were all. And, and like, some solo careers that have varied and been a little bit yes. you know, different, but. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of been split in half of when the band was actually official. And within yeah. that five years, they had you know what five album you know an album five year, albums yeah pretty much an album or something. not only an album in a year because an album itself is a lot of work but they've also toured you know five at least okay. five times or i think uh, they made four tours they didn't have a, one for the last album really but the last album they wrote in the middle of um tour number four they were mm -hmm. in a van and they recorded their songs all of album four wow. or al all of album five's songs and these were like full albums, right? Right, like ten, twelve tracks or something. Or... Yeah, and you know they've got like deluxe and super deluxe releases with all of the extra special songs. It's all was, on Spotify. This is all a contract that they signed in the beginning. I believe it was like a uh, five-year five contract. And so for me, I always think about you know that's I mean that's really intense, and I think that they so like intense. they shared about that, but to highlight how regimented the music industry i think has really become i think because for me i think about uh, the maybe kind of the earlier the seedlings of this kind of idea like with the beatles or like the beach boys kind of like the middle of the 1900s and the 1950s or so where they were kind of sure. like 
when and then, like in mass media was starting with starting with like television you say Elvis is kind of like part of that as well yeah because the television was happening radio was coming more mainstream and so they were the audience members and viewers and listeners and fan bases were just growing and so I guess that just kind of called for a need to really start to manage um, the careers and have agents and managers and production companies just be more gets you more formalized and um, I guess yeah so then you fast forward uh, 50 60 years and you know you have a group like One Direction and they just have this really cookie cutter layout well you've got like the internet as well as you know your television and radio appearances like you said you know and the internet has what's that Moore's law like everything uh technology increases exponentially Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right so it's kind of i guess on that same similar projection yeah because for me so this is we are biased definitely towards american (laughs) and and and, and european i get you know western i would say pop yeah um, I know now that you know Korean pop and J-pop such a are, huge thing, such a are huge really thing. global now, and but they were starting on their own before they kind of came to America, you know, yeah. years ago. Um, but that's kind of interesting because what I'm reading about the K-pop industry, at least, is that it's kind of reflecting what was happening in the U.S. in the early 2000s with pop groups like NSYNC, the Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, with how they're really strict and have a lot of rules and there's some darker things happening behind the scenes of how they're yeah you know, overworked limit, and stuff like overworked that. and limited the rights and i think that was somewhat present one direction but i felt at that point things were kind of changing from the previous decade um so i think i know you told me stephanie you can kind of correct me if i'm wrong so for one direction at least like towards the end fourth or fifth album they were kind of allowed as members to kind of um have input some artistic creative I, b- I believe so like i think the first like some writing the, and yeah i think the first two you know they didn't know the first two albums they didn't really know what they're doing so you know people who were in the industry for many years kind of like wrote them some pop pieces and they did pretty successfully um third album i think it's very much like a rock rock theme album mm-hmm. so you know they gotta let their hair down a little bit looser fourth album um sort of had some rock elements but kind of started branching in a different direction i can't think off the top of my head what it was but it's pretty good um but you could tell that they sort of had more creative freedom with it and fifth album i mean they're writing it on a bus like how much input can you have from the rest of the team yeah um you know so uh, the fifth was after zane had left yes so i think zane left in the middle of tour number four uh or like very soon after it so um or no I think album number three. Oh, uh, earlier on. Okay. Oh no, sorry, sorry. I'm confusing because album number three, rather confusingly, is called four. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. That's so not anyway, great. No, no, no. I'm messing it up. Oh no, what? Stephanie's being exposed. Midnight Memories. <laughs> number three is called Midnight Memories. Please don't hate me. I love them, but I'm just really not good with album names because I just. She's a fan. She is. She is a real fan. She's. I listen to them all at once. Um, I probably would not like go to a concert and cry at them. I think. You think? I think I would just uh, until they make eye contact cr- with you or something. If I'm if I'm having a conversation, maybe you know, like I'm I'm one on one, but like mm-hmm. in the crowds, everyone's like screaming. You go deaf. Like I don't think I'd enjoy a concert because there's just too many people. 
fair. Especially, um, well, especially right now with with the impact oh of the virus. Yes. I, I can't. I my my body can't even picture. I can't I think, imagine people being two inches. But yeah, go ahead. Like also just a more of a global, bigger picture of like one direction. Like yes talented yesterday popular but like what they kind of serve what niche they kind of serve in society because like how any generation kind of has you know this interest it is such appeal of like music groups and artists and they're so you know i guess there's something die very, hard die hard i think very attractive like, about yeah. them and like the kind of fan bases that um you know so one direction I think majority safe to say majority were female fans, um, younger yes. gr- appealing to younger girls, teenagers, younger teeny boppers, I believe is the, ter- is the technical term. term. <laughs> um, but how like it's interesting because they you know each member and this c- comes again with like the management company and agents and whatnot um, of shaping and creating a brand, creating an image. Uh, of the members so you know each member I'm just thinking about for me like I remember as a young kid as the Spice Girls or um, yeah Backstreet Boys you know each member and this still happens it's like it's 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 incredibly predictable but you still get sucked into it each member is made to be a little bit unique still within like has their own bit of flair a little bit of flair they may have different hairstyle um, but they're still cohesive as a group yeah um, and then as a fan, you kind of like start being drawn towards, you like the group, but then you kind of are drawn to a particular individual of the group. And personality or, or like personality appearance. Particular way they dress or per- way something. they carry themselves or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then you kind of get this like ownership. I remember like, you know, people kind of feel like their like, possessiveness of like. That's fair. That's fair. Like you can't have them. They're mine. Like, no, like I'm closer to them. <laughs> my husband. My husband. <laughs> like you're saying, you're using these terms like, yes, kind of kidding, but also like not. Um, you know, you have posters or images of them. They're your screen, phone, screensaver. You have these physical items, tokens. Let me tell you, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Yeah. So um, I mentioned the first exposure to One Direction was the What Makes a Beautiful video. I was very skeptical, did not believe and then I think college, I think I might have met you, you know, we're in, uh, we weren't in the same dorm. It was me and another friend and I, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I think doing math homework over in her bedroom with her, just trying to figure things out. And then she had a One Direction poster and I was like, okay, tell me, explain this like fascination about, you know, them to me. Cause I, yeah. I don't understand that I'm very much on the fringe of everything. I, I don't understand anything. And so she's like, Oh, you know, they all have different personalities like you just mentioned. Um, and you know, yada, 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 you know, this one's like the responsible and this one's like, you know, the, I don't know, playful one. And you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. describing all of them. And then, um, I think before she had started saying all the descriptions, I was like, you know what, let me Sherlock this. Cause Sherlock had sort of recently come out and I was, I still am very obsessed. Which Sherlock? With, you had to be clear for Interrobang. I mean, all of the Sherlock's, Sherlock Holmes, to be fair, but specifically the the Benedict Cumberbatch one from the BBC, because BBC. Yeah. Thank and you. it's Stephanie, yes. Yes. Yes, okay. absolutely. Those points are correct. So I was trying to figure them out just by, you know, visual appearance, um, you know, the, the articles of clothing they're wearing, how sloppily or, um, you know, 
what's the opposite of sloppily? You know, just kind of like tidy. tidily. Yeah, yeah, tidy, exactly. Tidiliness. Um, they, they were like presenting themselves and sure, it was like their management agents, you know, stylists, whatever, trying to show them off as a particular way. And I guess that worked for the branding image because I kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, but yeah, no, it's interesting. I think, I think, and then I started to get sucked into it, as you mentioned. Yeah. And yeah, you got sucked in. So I, I do want to kind of expose Stephanie a little bit here, just for you. Uh, it's got to come out, I guess, I suppose. <laughs> so taking, really taking in that idea of like connecting, being close to, because for me, it's like interesting of like, you, you know, it's a celebrity image because it almost Entirely. a facade because yeah. you don't really how well do you really know these people? Um, I mean, you yes, think, you, you, you know their you birthdays know or whatever, but then, yeah, it is their celebrity brand facade. But after a while, you kind of, that illusion wears away and then you it disappears and you actually think you really know them so much that. <laughs> Bethany? Oh, boy. So um, I had a coworker um, who was from England um, that I worked with a few months ago on some project. Um, and there, you know, where I work, there's not very many people abroad from abroad. Mm-hmm. So um, specifically from England. <laughs> so, you know, I always try to place my accents because, you know, um, mm-hmm. I watch a lot of British television. I think there's enough diversity there. So this guy comes up and he starts talking and um, I, you know, for the first <laughs> 10 minutes I didn't quite comprehend what he was saying because he's just trying so hard to focus on like where I've heard this accent before Mm -hmm. and then um I think so I just kind of politely went along with the conversation we got what we needed to do and I think at the end of the conversation I sort of figured it out and I was like oh what part of what part of England are you from like are you I hear you know I hear an accent and he's like, oh, I'm from Bradford. And I was like, oh, I know some Bradford, my buddy over here. Oh, sorry, can you speak up? Like, I didn't hear that last oh, part. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm mumbling. Um, which part did you did you hear? The dialogue. I couldn't, yeah, when you started saying the dialogue. Okay. okay. Well, I asked them what, uh, you know, I'm detecting a little bit of an accent from you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've been in America for a couple of years, but, you know, for a long time. Uh, but, like, where, where are you from? And he's like, oh, I'm from, I'm from Bradford. And I was like, oh, really? Wow. I know someone from Bradford. My friend. <laughs> My friend Zane, and you know this guy. Yeah, did you he, say that? Did you say your friend Zane? Yeah, my friend Zane, and you without, know, it, without missing know. a beat. Oh my god. Yeah, you know, I I feel. And like, again, sorry, interrupting. So Zane is yes. you know one of the, thank, the main Zane Malik is one of the m- members of One Direction. Yes. Um, he when he went with it. The guy, the coworker, went with it. Didn't even. Well, yes. So he was of a certain age to probably not have One Direction on his radar. Um, so, you know, he was just like, all right, cool. You know, that's, that's really delightful that, you know, cause Bradford isn't a huge place, you know, not like yeah. New York city or, um, London, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's, <laughs> um, that's so funny that I, though. That I placed the accent. That's so um, funny. Which is remarkable. I love it. No, that's great. And so just, if you could repeat for me, Stephanie. Yes. I, so the difference between UK and we only have a few minutes left. Okay. And I know there's some music to share, um, but just real quick, the difference between the UK, Great Britain, and England. So my understanding yeah, is ahead. that UK, the United Kingdom, is the country, um, and which also includes like the northern little bit of Ireland, known as Northern Ireland. Yes. Yep. Um, so that's the UK, 
Great Britain is the standalone island. And then England yep. is just like one of the regions of the United Kingdom. I think that is my ending. I think uh, England is its own country. <laughs> England's its own country. Great Britain, like you said, is an island. And, and um, I think the UK is like a collection of countries. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, thanks for yeah. that. Just wanted to clarify that. Um, so, yeah, we are wrapping up here. Um, but I think there's a few songs that Stephanie would like to share. If yes. that's okay. In honor of the 10th anniversary, I have three songs. The classic, What Makes You Beautiful, the original single. Um, I have Midnight Memories as a second one, which I included because the boys had written as a tribute anthem to KFC. Um, and if you replace like the, chick- the chorus, like yes, the chicken, chicken, because they love they loved fried chicken so much, which That's I great. adore. So if you scream instead of wherever Midnight Memories is mentioned, just saying I love KFC, it makes the song so much better. I did it the other day and just cracked uh, it up. Yeah, so I'll have to listen to it again knowing that. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Please, That's please th- do. Okay. And it makes it just chef's kiss. Um, <laughs> and then last one is Perfect. Uh, it's, I think, one of the songs from their last album, the fifth album, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a bit of a remix. It's a bit of like a tropical vibes remix, which, I, you know, I'm, I'm not really a huge fan of remixes of their music. Because it takes a certain flavor to, you know, to, to work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I think, just kind of hits, hits the sweet vibe. Yeah. No, that's, and, yeah. yeah. And so, so in Terbang, we will add that um, to our Spotify yep. list for this episode. And one thing that we'd like to kind of invite you, because, I mean, you surely have a great music taste in music. Um, so many ideas. So many ideas. So, you know, we are trying to kind of create some kind of theme with each episode. And I mean, even if the music might not be clearly the same genre or artist or whatnot, um, we do try to kind of tie it together, the different songs that we have and are listing for each episode to uh, a single theme. And something that we would really love to hear from you. And you can, you know, you can always email us um, through our, our email address. We still do the old fashioned one. <laughs> You can write us, you know, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so email, but also our, our Twitter, you can give us, send us a tweet. If you have a song in mind, and this applies to any episode at any time, we would love to hear from you. Um, if you listen to an episode, you hear our suggestion list, you hear our topic, and, um, and the, uh, the three things that I guess you should write is a oh, song yes. name, mm-hmm. the artist name, and what episode you'd like us to you know, tie that song yeah. too and then if yeah if we think it's a good fit i mean we won't be like super strict judges but want to make sure it is kind of somewhat appropriate for the theme ah, we w- make sure it's also available on spotify yes that would be great and so we will we will add it we will add your suggestions uh to the playlist so we can all kind of share and we yeah i know i would love to kind of hear uh your input but um yeah that kind of ends today's episode um Yay. thanks so much interviewing for sitting down with us um and you know being patient with us as we're learning and evolving and uh through this whole process of this Making podcast things more exciting more interactivity interactivity connectivity um but yeah we i just uh, i know for me and i'm sure stephanie feels similar you know we hope you have a you know a good good next 
you know, good next couple of days or however long until we hang out again or um, things go well and, you know, the to-do list that you have, or maybe you don't have a to-do list, but, you know, however you're, however it makes you happy to kind of get through your days, whether it is living in the present or being in the past or the future. Um, Do I something think, you enjoy every day. Yeah. I kind of think about the image of riding on a boat, like a motorboat's going pretty fast. Some people like to be right on the front, you know, like really like head out in the front. But maybe you're even like the, the what do you call it? You know, the statue that's at the actual like front of the boat. The, the figurehead. The figurehead, yeah. Whether you're up oh, there, just like clinging, clinging, clinging up back. there, just, you know, <laughs> with the waves right there. Maybe you want to be more towards the center, just chilling. Maybe you want to be like underneath the deck or whatever. Maybe that lookout person, you're like on, High on the those, lookout. Um, schooner you know pirate ships yeah or maybe you just want to be at the back and just be looking towards the past and just seeing kind of the the water moving moving behind you but wherever the dolphins, the dolphins, dolphins, dolphins the wherever you like to be on the little boat that's moving on through life you know i hope you'll be able to find that sweet spot for your enjoy your boat enjoy your boat ride enjoy the ride we will see you next time <laughs> <laughs> uh smooth sailing in Terrabank. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Take care. Bon voyage. Bye, bon voyage.